So John Granick is going to join us. Uh, John is an expert uh, when it comes to aviation management. He teaches it at McGill University, and he's a former Air Canada exec. Wanted to talk about uh, some of the stories involving air travel in the news. John, Happy New Year. Thanks for being here. Hi, Kelly. Happy New Year to you as well. So let's start off at something that a headline that might get people worried. Flight attendants in Air Transat have voted to reject a tentative deal with uh, the carrier. And QP, which represents 2,100 flight attendants, uh, said that more than 98% of the workers voted against a tentative contract uh, reached on December the 14th. The union says it'll be back at the bargaining table later this week. But, you know, I can't help to wonder uh, what people with transat tickets to those sunny holidays and destinations are thinking right now. Does this threaten winter getaways or is this perfectly timed in your opinion? Oh, I, th- I think it's, you know, it's a negotiation tactic. I think really it's, you know, I don't think any, neither party wants a strike. Um, I don't think, you know, Transat wants to lock out any employees in the middle of their peak season. Um, you know, their 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 planes are full uh, and people are paying prime dollars to fly on Air Transat to the sun. Uh, and it's interesting revenue that would be lost if there was any work disruption. So I think Air Transat's very motivated to uh, to come to an agreement. I'm not going to say at any price there's going to be a limit to what they're going to look, look at. And I think that flight attendants are going to be uh, pushing that limit as much as they possibly can over the next set of rounds of the negotiations. John, I, I guess we've been talking a lot and you're a pro at this. I feel like you just set me up here when it comes to disruptions because there's a story here that our biggest uh, carrier here in Canada, Air Canada, has landed 63% of its flights on time in 2023. That means roughly 140,000 planes rolled up to the gate more than 15 minutes after its scheduled arrival. And the score puts them, I think, near the bottom of uh, the ranking when it comes to large airlines being on time in North America. Um, does this have to do with gate staff more than anything else? No, it's, it has to do with the operating philosophy of the airline. If you look, you know, 140,000 flights, yeah, it's, a, it's a big number. But if you look at the passengers, that's over 14 million Canadians that were disrupted in their flight trans, you know, in their travels in 2023. That's a big number. And I think that that's where... You know, I think the time has come, in my opinion, for somebody to basically take notice and to and to tell, particularly Air Canada, but all of the Canadian air travelers or Canadian airlines are all in the same boat, that they don't consider uh, on-time performance and customer service as being, you know, part of the contract. And I think that that's where we, we need some oversight. And I think we need the Minister of Transport to kind of make a statement fairly quickly that, you know, that we, I think he's lost his, his kind of his credibility and not mm-hmm. saying anything about how how bad this situation is, and it is it is not acceptable to have your national carrier have an on time performance of below seventy percent, and it's it's causing all kinds of problems in the in, in the industry. Passengers are getting disrupted, so the minister has to kind of step up and said there are consequences that you know are going to have to be paid by the carriers if they don't smarten up. It fascinates me because hasn't uh, Air Canada been helped out several times by uh, taxpayers' dollars? Yep, and we and, and from what I understand, I think we're still shareholders. I think we are. I think we had about five hundred million bucks that we had put in there. I'm not sure whether the the, the government cashed out yet or not, but uh, I think we're still there. So yeah, there, there, there's money that was given to Air Canada, and then that Air Canada, for the most part, the loans have been repaid. I'm not sure what the status is of our equity investment. So there might be some uh, pressure we can put you can put there. 
John, I was reading a story about an Alberta teen that was arrested for assault after a flight from Toronto to Calgary was diverted to Winnipeg. This was, go figure, in an Air Canada flight. No, they can't be responsible for how people behave on the plane, but um, apparently the person assaulted was another uh, family member. Uh, are, how are uh, airline um, attendants trained on when it comes to situations like this? Uh, is the training pretty uh, rigorous? I think, you know, it, each carrier does its training very, very separately when it comes to how do you apply the rules of aviation. The, the air carrier regulations are very specific in terms of the behavior of passengers on board the airplane. And once the airplane is airborne, the captain, basically, it's his ship, it's his it's his country. He decides, he or she decides the behaviors and what behaviors are going to be worthy of a of a of a change to a flight plan, and in this case, this 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 behavior was not acceptable. Did the diversion? Uh, now, our tra- our flight attendants trained to subdue uh, pa- passengers per se. The answer is probably no. That's not part of their training. Uh, and you know, I think in this case, flight attendants and fellow passengers intervened to subdue the passenger, and I believe restraints were applied to that passenger. Let's talk about this, uh, this quite a successful evacuation of this plane crash in Japan. It was a jet crash, um, and how crew pulled off flawless evacuation from this plane inferno when, um, there was a plane landing on the runway of Tokyo's Haneda airport Tuesday. And, uh, it hit a plane that was a Coast Guard plane that was taxiing as it landed. Five of the six people on board that smaller aircraft unfortunately died, but Everyone um, aboard this uh, massive flight, uh, 516, survived. They had 90 seconds to get off that plane. Can you speak to uh, the success story? Is it mainly the uh, cabin crew for getting everybody off? Or does this also have to do with the type of passengers that were willing to, you know, just leave everything behind and, and get off the plane in 90 seconds? That, you know, both. Both of, both of those, you know, uh, observations are very valid in this case. You know, if this had happened in another country, if this had happened in Canada or this had happened in the U.S. or in Europe, you would have absolute panic on board the airplane. Uh, people would be grabbing their bags, trying to get their computers, getting their laptops, getting their carry-on bags and trying to rush to the exit. Uh, we saw a video uh, of the calm aboard this airplane in, while the fire was on, while they were exiting. And I must, I must admit, the behavior of the Japanese passenger is in is exemplary in terms mm-hmm. of what it how that behavior should be the flight attendants were trained three of the three of the exits were blocked at the back of the airplane by fire uh, and they shepherded everybody from the back of the airplane through the front three exits and got everybody off in 90 seconds uh, and that is an absolutely you know amazing feat and but that's what passenger that's what flight attendants are trained for they are mm-hmm. trained to do that and they know the behavior they know they have to shout they have to use the microphone the uh the, the the megaphones and they tell the passengers what to do and passengers follow those rules very very specifically yeah well hopefully they do or they don't survive what an incredible success story i was watching uh the footage thinking to myself boy oh boy how many times you've stood up when a plane's landed and you think this is a mess it'll take hours to get off this plane no one's cooperating i mean it somehow starts to move and when it really starts to move you do start cooking along which is nice to see when everybody leaves the baggage but um it's just remarkable 90 seconds is the industry standard yeah and then the planes are built uh, and tested and part of the certification process 
uh, of an aircraft by the regulatory authorities before the airplane is put into commercial service is that specific evacuation requirement. Airplanes yep. are built are built and have the exits that allow flight attendants to move air, move people off that airplane. Uh, and the airplane had sufficient exits with three blocked, three exits blocked in those three other exits open. They were able to complete the evacuation in 90 seconds, which is, you know, amazing be behavior by the passengers yeah. and extraordinary behavior by the uh, by the flight attendants. Yeah, I was reading something about the fact that in if you don't uh, exit within 90 seconds, then you're in the danger zone because it's not the plane that is made of material that will burn. It's actually made of material that will not burn. It's the fact that once those plane, uh, the, the flames get on board into the cargo area, uh, there's so much to just ignite that you don't have yeah. a chance. Yeah, but this airplane, this is a new airplane. This is a composite-built airplane, yeah. uh, the, the Airbus 350. And that composite material has been fire-tested. So they test this material, and these airplanes are built specifically to retard the progress of fire. So, yeah, but you yeah, see how quick it, it went up. Yeah, but you know, it, it wasn't that quick. You know, the outside, mm -hmm. of, the outside of the airplane burnt pretty quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, the inside didn't burn that quickly. And I think that even the captain basically was walking up and down the aisles and what? he was the last to leave the airplane with 18 minutes after the airplane, after the crash. So that, that fuselage. Hey, John, 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 we're, you're now telling us too much because now people will go, well, I know that a captain walked up and down the aisle for 18 uh, seconds. Was, I got time to get my passport or my that, thing that, from the overhead. That, that captain was making sure nobody was hiding in the washrooms. Right. Nobody was hiding under the seats. He was the last person to get off the airplane, and he made sure there was nobody, absolutely nobody left on that airplane. So kudos well, to him. Well, the captain goes down with the ship, I guess, right? Oh, uh, that's right. And he made sure there was nobody left on the ship when he went out. Amazing. Thank you so much. Always appreciate our time, John. You have yourself a fantastic day, and, and all the best in 2024. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Kelly. Take care. John Graddick is former Air Canada exec and professor of aviation management at McGill University.